1: Welcome to the Lockdown Flyers podcast for Tuesday, February 15th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that is excited is maybe the wrong word, but interested in talking more about Flyers injury management.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go interested.
1: Yeah. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. Keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email us at lockdownflyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at our Miriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. On today's show, we are going to get caught up on some of those injuries. We're going to preview tonight's matchup against Pittsburgh. And then do our weekly Phantoms check-in. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So subscribe and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Podcast Network. So luckily, I think we would have gone a little ballistic, Russ, if they did not recall Morgan Frost. <laughs> this Yeah, morning. you think? Yeah. <laughs> but they did. So um, I guess... They're off the hook on that point right now.
0: Yep. We can't say anything.
1: Yeah, we did get some additional information about some of the injury talk, which, by the way, we did go on a bit of a rant about it on yesterday's show, so Mm -hmm. go back and listen to that if you have not already. It was our nemesis of the week. Completely forgot to mention Patrick Brown and Wade Allison. That's how many there were to talk about. But we were reminded because Patrick Brown was in par- practice yesterday along with Kevin Hayes just um, as a stand-in. The two of them were rotating in as a stand-in in some parts of practice yesterday for Jerry Mayhew, who is supposed to, in theory, pr- uh, play tonight, but he had been off the ice because his eye was still swollen from that incident in Saturday's game.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it just seems like now they're going to rush Jerry Mayhew in. Uh I'm just raising my hand from the back of the class with a question. Is there a reason Patrick Brown can't play down in Lehigh? Like, why is he just playing decoy up with the big club? Shouldn't he be getting back in game shape? It's not like he's only been out a week. Like, don't the Flyers do this anymore?
1: I don't think he's ready to play play. But a conditioning assignment should be an option. Should be. At any rate, uh, it looks like that's kind of where we're at right now, so that that third line will end up being Morgan Frost with Max Wilman, and then Mayhew, assuming he can see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep laughing about it, but it's just, it's comical. It's, we have it's to talk about it, you, have I guess. To la- you have to laugh you, through it, right? You do,
0: and it's not to laugh, we're not laughing at Jerry, because it was a serious thing, no. like we saw... No. I, I certainly wouldn't want to be in that position. But it's comical that, like, he's just, they got to get him right in there. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable. Like, maybe if his eye's still swollen, let's not play him in this game. It's against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like, do you think the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to go easy on Jerry Mayhew with that swollen eye? No.
1: No. So, I think that there's just a lot for them to work through. And I will give Mike O credit. He's doing the best he can. With in terms of keeping up to date with the information and trying to be as forthcoming as he can be, yes, um, it's very clear that he doesn't know everything that's going on um, again, because he's not a doctor, as he said, which is fair. So um,
0: but that's a little bit of a cop out too. Like you're in, you're in charge of the team. you ask about the players. If you don't want to give us the information, that's fine. Then just say you don't want to give us the information, but don't say you're not a doctor. Like you, they look at doctors see him all the time. There's a team doctor.
1: Well, that's fair enough. All right. Looking ahead to tonight's matchup against the Pens, it should be a—I don't know—fun is the right word, but um, it could be pretty exciting in the sense that Crosby is due to score his 500th goal, and him scoring it against the Flyers, I think, would just be kismet.
0: I mean, it's a lock. Like, if you're going to bet on this game, you bet on that. Like, it's a it's a guarantee. Plus, for his last 15 games, he's the hottest player in the league. I think he has 20 points. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it's almost inevitable that he's going to have a good game.
1: Yeah, and along with that, you know, the Pens are technically in first place in the Metro right now, you know, Canes have a few games in hand and Rangers have a couple as well. Uh, so they're second in point percentage at the moment. And, you know, they won their last game against the Devils. That was their third win in a row and they've just been really successful recently. It's hard not to get jealous about their center depth when you look at it because right now, They've got Crosby, Malkin, Jeff Carter, and then Brian Boyle, who's a solid fourth-line center. He mm-hmm. always seems to get one past the Flyers. He just scored the game-winning goal in the last game against the Devils. So, yeah, I mean, that's a tremendous center core there.
0: It is. But let's analyze that for a minute. So, to start the year, there were no, was no Crosby or Malkin, and the Penguins were better than the Flyers, even after, like, a few weeks of action, maybe a month of action, they were better. So... It's not like we could even say with all the Flyers injuries that, well, if it weren't for the injuries, I mean, the Penguins were undermanned from the start and -hmm. have been playing better hockey. And I think that's the story here. It's like it's not always about the injuries. It's more about, you know, who you have, where you put them, some of the players you have, some of the players you signed. And it's hard to point at the Penguins and say they made any mistakes.
1: No, and, and let's talk about that because there's a couple things about the Pens. I mean, there's many things about the Pens that are impressive, but a couple of things stand out to me. First off, they are very good at staying out of the penalty box. They have the least penalty minutes in the NHL right now, as well as least penalty minutes per game played. 33 more penalties drawn than taken. Only That's one That's minor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only one bench minor all season long. And, you know, when they do take a penalty, their penalty kills at 87.3%, which <laughs> is the second highest in the league right now. And if you want to compare that to the Flyers, Flyers are pretty even with only two more penalties taken than drawn. You know, and they're mid-league in terms of penalty minutes per game played. So, it, I mean, the contrast right there is pretty clear.
0: Yeah. And the kill, they're nowhere near 80%, the Flyers.
1: Yeah, and I think the other thing is that they tend to get stronger as games progress. They have 63 goals scored in the third period of games, which is third in the NHL right now. So even if you get a lead against them, they just are going to turn it on in the third period, which is something that the Flyers struggle with.
0: Yeah, they do come back. I've seen them. I think they came back from a three-goal one this year, Mm -hmm. if I remember Mm -hmm. correctly. And so, yeah, they're... They're scary good that way, and again, like even if the Flyers were at full strength here, the Flyers have more talent than Pittsburgh if they're if they're if they're fully healthy. But it still doesn't mean they would win. Like it's just there is a difference no. that they're getting right now in coaching. Right, we have to admit that.
1: Oh, absolutely, and you know we talked about this uh, pre All Star game when we did our mm-hmm. mid season award predictions. Mike Sullivan was, I think, top of our list for Jack Adams. He was. So he's doing wonders with that team before they got those guys back, and now it's even better. Uh, Another thing that is impressive about the Pens is that their percent high-danger chances for at 5-on-5 is 53% per game, Mm. which is phenomenal. Flyers are at 439 which is the second worst in the league. That's a full 10% shift for quality shots. Again, you're not going to win games if you're 10 points behind in quality shots in a game.
0: No, and, and I'll tell you what I would do if I were coach, and I know everybody's been waiting for that, but tough. Um, I would match fourth line against fourth line. I, I, Mike Yo cannot try and match this fourth line against any other line in the Penguins. If they do, it's going to be a disaster. That's just the way I feel.
1: No, I think that's a a pretty wise move because you got to match strength for strength, I think, against this team. I think that's the only way that you're going to be successful.
0: But we know know sometimes Joe doesn't do that. Sometimes the fourth line gets like inordinate playing time, especially in the first period.
1: And that's the thing is that we just talked about how they stay out of the box and they're great at the penalty kill. So putting the fourth line out there to try and maybe draw something and then taking penalties is not going to help either.
0: Right. That's a great point.
1: Well, we'll see how they do it tonight.
0: It's possible. I'm just scratching my beard right now. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients with low impact on our planet. Primal origin oils are renowned at the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great gift. And if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel good on the skin. We took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. You know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you will see, see and feel the difference. Remember the code locked on. Get you twenty percent off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code locked on at checkout for twenty percent off.
1: Thanks again for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Olympic Hockey Daily presented by Locked On NHL. It's a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing. You can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed, and I am co-hosting those shows, so you could uh, go ahead and check them out. We had a great episode yesterday with Mike Murphy from the Ice Garden, who is one of the most prominent people in analytics for women's Mm -hmm. hockey. So we talked about everything about, you know, limited data accessibility and how you analyze teams and players in um, short-term formats like tournaments. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: uh, so there's a lot of great information. Highly recommend that you go listen to that. Given all that, we thought we would check in on some of the Flyers adjacent prospects playing in the tournament see how they're doing. And I think the most notable flyers property in the tournament has been Ivan Fedotov.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I remember you asked me and other people had asked me, did I feel like he could play a lot in this tournament? And I said, yeah, because I didn't think their goaltending was much with the guys they brought. So I felt like he had a great chance and he's getting playing time. Now, Again, I do want to caution Flyers fans. It doesn't mean he's ready for the NHL. I don't think so. I think you'd want him to, to adjust to North America, and I really would put him in the AHL for a full year. But this is after, you know, he's he's done with the KHL. We don't know what his contract status is, or at least I don't. And so, right now, he's a good guy to have in the system. Uh, there's no rush on him. You have Carter Hart. You're really just looking for a backup. You got pretty much have Sandstrom. So, let Fedotov go. But right now... Um, in the future, if they were able to get a big goalie to be their backup, that's you know that's a game changer.
1: Yeah, I've seen some discussion about is he ready to be the backup now, and I don't think he is. I think he needs one year in North America before I would put yes. him in that position, to be honest. But I think he has played pretty well in this tournament, you know, with two shutouts in the first two games. Um, the third game was kind of a mess. Russia Russia lost six to five in overtime in that game against Czechia, and um, there there was a lot of weird stuff that went down in that game. But that being said, I think that Fedotov overall has played really well, and I think he's taken this opportunity and you know he's able to showcase himself in these games.
0: So wait, you're saying there's weird things going on in the Olympics with Russia? I've
1: never heard that. <laughs> Well, this game it happened to have, like, a weird goal that got disallowed because it uh, hit the stanchion on the side, like, before. Then it bounced back onto the ice and somebody scored. So then they had to, like, rewind and negate the goal. It was the whole thing. But um, it was it was still a good game, and it was fun. And um, if you like David Krejci watching Czechia, it's fun because he's yes. kind of playing pretty well for that. Yeah, Krejci looks good. So um, as far as the other prospects, I think the next most prominent is Noah Cates, who got one goal in the first game of the tournament for Team USA versus China.
0: Yeah, I mean, Cates has looked good. I, I, I didn't expect him to light it up in this tournament. And he really, you know, he's not going to get a major amount of playing time, but he gets a fair amount. Yeah, you know, he could score another goal or so. I mean, right now this this tournament is, like, AHL talent-wise. And even though the U.S. was the smart team that brought a lot of their youngsters, there's still guys like Steven Camphor on the top pairing that's just like, all right, you know, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andy Mealy, you know, just getting extra playing time as the captain, and it's like, okay. But in the end, it's a good move to get all these guys in there because it's just going to help them for the future. So, yeah, I have liked what I've seen from Cates.
1: I have, two, And, you know, he has been out there with Sean Farrell, mm-hmm. who got a hat trick in that first game. And like that group looked really good together out there. And yeah, I think it's really good for Noah Cates to get this experience. I think that with most of these guys who are kind of college age playing up against seasoned professionals from Europe, I think will help grow their individual games. And I think Cates will absolutely benefit from that. And whether he takes that to the Flyers eventually or not remains to be seen. But I think that as long as they're on top of things, and you know, we talked about you know, Chuck Fletcher mentioning yeah. him, that they are, they are keeping an eye on this tournament pretty closely and that it seems like they do have a plan to, to sign Noah Cates if, if he'll come here.
0: Right. No, no question. Um, I do want to say on a side, um, hats off to Sean Farrell, though, who's already said, I'm going back to Harvard next year, which I think is great Mm -hmm. because that tells me, even though he knows how much he scored in the USHL last year and he could lead the whole entire Olympics in points he knows, hey, I still got to get stronger and I probably still need to get a little better on my own end. And by the way, I'm getting an education. So I, I really applaud I was
1: going to say, it's Harvard. Like, why yep. wouldn't he go back for at least one more year? Right. Right. All right. So a couple of other guys. Uh, Matty Tomek is a goaltender for Slovakia. He played uh, part of one game against Sweden. Uh, they wound up losing 4-1 to and he got pulled.
0: He was a good prospect once, but then when he wasn't getting a lot of playing time, I think uh, things shifted on him a little. Doesn't mean he mm-hmm. can't sort of make an impact at some point, maybe like when he's, you know, 27 or something somewhere, but I don't think it's going to be with the Flyers.
1: No. And then, of course, uh, Phantoms goaltender Pat Nagel is the third goaltender for Team USA. I think Drew Camesso is locked into that top he's spot. Yeah. And he's been playing really well, so don't anticipate Nagel getting playing time in this tournament, but still glad that he's there.
0: No, me too. I, I predicted he was the chaperone, and I think that's that's happened.
1: As long as he's having a good time.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's, he's got the best it. seat in the house. Why not? Except mm-hmm. the meals. The meals are weird. Like, that's probably where he's just like, uh, If the meals were better, <laughs> this would be the best job.
1: How are you liking this tournament so far overall?
0: I mean, overall, it's fine. I mean... As long as I shut off my brain and don't listen to, like, outlets that don't understand hockey thinking, like, this could be another 1980, I'm okay. Uh, I just, I would still rather watch the women's over anything. I'll watch a few of these games. I've not been watching all of them because just the level of competition. Like, it's hard to explain, but even, like, I tell people, I would rather watch a World Junior game than some of these games because everybody's sort of even with the talent level. And then you actually see a better game we're seeing a lot of sloppiness. We see a lot of like penalties, a lot of not hit borderline dirty hits, but close. And so, Oh yeah. There's
1: been two game misconducts for head. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, we're seeing that I was trying to soften the blow, but yeah. And so, you know, in the end it's hockey. I'm going to watch, but I'm not watching it intently.
1: Yeah. I see what you're saying. I think for me, I'm enjoying watching team USA again, because of, them rostering a lot of the younger kids and they're just yes. fun to watch and and they're future NHLers on that team so i think it's worth taking the time to watch team USA games for that reason alone and then i'm just looking at rivalries so there was a fantastic game between finland and sweden and you know that grudge match just goes back eons so it's it's always good when those kind of rivals get together and play a game regardless of the talent
0: i mean i'll let this slip i i just interviewed brad lambert who's a guaranteed top 10 pick in this draft could go higher and and he is finnish and he i asked him about that matchup and he says yeah of course it's fun to watch finland beat sweden like Mm
1: -hmm. after sweden was up three nothing yeah and finland wind up winning Four to three in overtime. It was a fantastic game.
0: For any Finn, that's a satisfying game. Like they do want to win, they want to beat anybody, but if they were going to lose every game and win one, they would want to win it against Sweden.
1: Absolutely. Well, we'll be keeping an eye on the rest of that tournament. And like I said, I'm tracking both the women's and the men's tournament on Olympic Hockey Daily on the locked on NHL feed. So check us out over there. In the meantime, if you want to make any bets on any of these Olympic games or any other sports, Online is the place to go because football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both the pro and the college game. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, Podcasts and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so it's time for our weekly check-in with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And Again, we did a whole thing on yesterday's show about the injury woes. We talked a little bit about the Phantoms. And Mm -hmm. so one of the unfortunate things that happened was Sam Erson got hurt in Tuesday's game. This was his first game back from injury. This is the second time this has happened to him, which is just so devastating. I really feel for the guy.
0: Me too. I mean, he really is a talented goalie. Uh, I go back to... When he was in rookie camp and whatever award they give him, I have a picture of it with him because he was was the best player. He, I think, has a real future to be an NHL goalie. I don't know if he's going to be a a 1A or a 1B, but they've got time for that. But this has been a rough rough season for development for him. And so, yeah, I, I feel for him.
1: Yeah, so they wound up recalling Ustamenko from Reading and he backed up Sandstrom on Friday, played on Saturday. Friday's game, Cam York and Lena Sandine were hurt, although supposedly Cam York's injury isn't that bad, but TBD.
0: Wait, can I ask you a question just on the side? Yeah. When you hear that now, do you. I, I, how do you feel?
1: Giant, giant vat of salt. Okay. (laughs) I will take that with That's fine. Um, I was going to say the good thing is that Mason Millman got called back up from Reading. And I think it's important for him to be in Lehigh Valley. I think it's not helping him to be in Reading right now. No,
0: he needs the development. He needs to play power play. Like These are skills of his that are really, really good. But he hasn't really had a chance to show him off in Lehigh in almost two years now.
1: So the Phantoms were... 50 uh, 50 this past weekend losing to Belleville and Wilkes-Barre Scranton but they beat Hershey twice so go figure
0: yeah again we at this point we know they're not going to be the model of consistency Uh, I think when when you lose five nothing you could write that one off and I think they were able to do that so I'll give them mm-hmm. credit for that
1: yeah, they were able to recover nicely in the next yeah. game, um, winning 6-3 to three in that first matchup against Hershey. And then, you know, losing a close one to Wilkes-Barre Scranton 3-2 to two, and then winning by the same score the next day to, to Hershey. I think they are doing some good things. And I think, you know, that Friday game, I think, was one of the most remarkable games for the phantoms this season because i think they just showed some resiliency and that they did not give up the fight you know they started out shorthanded like i said yesterday they were rotating three centers because they just did not have the personnel and cooper zack was playing forward instead of d it was kind of a mess and then that's when cam york and lena Sandine had to go out so they only had 15 skaters to finish the game and you know, Zach Fucali is just somebody that the Phantoms have had trouble with in net for Hershey. And, you know, they got five goals on him. Now that's good. I mean, shots. He, he's yeah. been decent
0: in NHL spot duty this year, too. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a good game.
1: Yeah, it was really good. And, you know, Matt Strom had a great game. He's been quietly playing really, really well. We've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and just really, I think, solidifying his AHL status. I don't think they're going to send him back down to, to Redding again. I think he's, no. he's up for good, which is a good thing for him as that well. Is good for
0: him. I don't look for uh, much more out of him, though, you know, unless his skating no, somehow got course. a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Of course. But we just don't want him down in Redding because no. I just think that's a waste for him. I agree. But, and, you know, they scored a power play goal in the game. So all in all, I think Friday was bad for because, because of the injuries, but really good because I think the team just kind of rallied and made that win happen. So I was pretty proud of them.
0: Yeah, no, that's good.
1: Saturday was just kind of a wash. I think it, they were tired from Friday. I think it was really clear that they just put everything into Friday's game. They still made a a game of it, though, and they got zero power play opportunities in the game. Like nothing got called. So I think, again, just five on five relentless hockey against Wilkes-Barre Scranton, who always puts out a pretty physical effort.
0: They do. They're very consistent that way.
1: And then, on Sunday, Frost was finally back in the lineup after being out sick for a couple of games, and he wasn't even at a hundred percent, but he wound up scoring the game winning goal. So I think he was just like i'm getting I'm getting the call up, I'm going to do everything I can, no matter how sick I was."
0: yeah, although we felt like he should have had the call up before this. I don't it's did it true. really take a game winning goal? like I don't what, know I know that's the whole thing. We don't even know. We used to be able to sort of figure this out. I don't even think they can figure it out. I'll be honest.
1: Yeah, it has been a bit of a scramble. That's for sure. I will say it was nice in that game on Sunday that they got a power play goal, an even strength goal, and an empty net goal in that one. And so scoring in different situations, I think, shows a lot. And I think the Phantoms have struggled getting empty net goals to seal games in the past. And so I was glad to see that, even though it doesn't seem like a big deal. But I thought it was. No, it's a positive.
0: I think it's a really good positive.
1: I, I think Sandstrom played pretty well in the games that he was in and Ustamenko came in pretty strong as well on Saturday, so so that was good to see.
0: Yeah, the goaltending's not been the problem this year. I've liked their yeah. goaltending.
1: So there's only two games this weekend on Saturday against Utica and then Sunday against Springfield. So hopefully they'll get some practice in, a little bit more rest between the games and um, they'll find some success.
0: Yeah, I, I well, the Utica one will be tough. No doubt about
1: that. Wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, and the Phantoms put out Valentine's. And it was just very interesting to me because they picked players that were not playing for the phantoms right now so i kind of they did but the puns worked that's the thing is they went for guys that the puns work so for like a tyson forster valentine i think you're for me like f-o-e-r yeah which is a it's a good pun it's a good pun tyson forster not playing the there were one, a lot
0: of good puns going around the league but yeah they've done yeah. a good job here
1: yeah jerry mayhew again playing for the flyers not for the phantoms which you know, it, that is what it is. But may you fall for me. Excellent pun.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good.
1: Love it. Love it. And then Max Wellman, again, playing for the Flyers, but cannot deny that will you be mm-hmm. my Valentine is a good pun.
0: Yeah, they did their, they did their due diligence on this. <laughs> they did a good job. Um, it looks like they even have like the background might be the cheesy candy that we all will eat from time to time. That's 100% sugar. So good for them.
1: Yeah, honestly, I love all three of them. All right, that'll do it for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll recap tonight's game against Pittsburgh, and we'll have our mailbag. And as the trade deadline approaches, I'm sure you all have lots of questions. So send them our way via Twitter at Flyers, or you can email us at Flyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R-Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M.
0: I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y.
1: You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling.